When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is indeed the time of the year that we love. It well and truly is football season. Finals just around the corner. It is the overnight crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. We just had our uh, our All-Australian coverage uh, wrap-up here on the SEN Airwaves uh, around about uh, 45 minutes ago. But uh, we're going to touch on all the news from All-Australian night, all the big selections, uh, the awards that were handed out, Coleman Medal Rising Star as well. 12 new faces in the All-Australian team, which we need to touch on. Were there any controversial calls in the All-Australian team? I guess some would say that there were. There's plenty coming through off the text line, which we'll get into in just a moment's time. Uh, But joining us on the line to chat about it all and how it all unfolded uh, on All-Australian night is uh, our man from Fox Footy, Jono Baruch. Jono, good evening, mate. How are you? That's uh, that's an, that's one of the all-time great football songs that you've played. There, <laughs> the fabled singers, and How good. <laughs> that it's it's unbelievable, mate. And we've got one full set of twenty-four hours to go, and then we're officially into September, the yeah. month where all the magic happens. Yes, this is where it does all happen, sir. I, I love playing those old. Fable Singers uh, songs, Jono, just before we get into All-Australian Night. Do you remember when the AFL, and I think they've done it with a few songs, when they tried to tinker with every single song in the AFL in order to digitalise it? I, I was I was perplexed and I was horrified. I was mortified, Jono. You did just leave yeah, I, I, leave I, it alone. Leave it alone. Yes, well, I think... I think there was only one club that actually ended up going with the new song, and that was the Tigers. It they was, fixed, yes, you're right. It's a mistake with the lyrics. Instead shin. of that, yes. risking head and, head and skin, it's actually risking head and shin. So yes. The Tigers went with the new version just to um, just to fix up the mistake that was made in the original. Yeah, but yeah. I think you can understand every club sticking with their original song. They're the, they're the songs of our um, childhood and our yeah. lifetimes, which are um, stick with us. For um, years to come. Yes, they will indeed. Uh, okay, well, let's get on to this All Australian team, uh, shall we? Uh, now, look, there are probably some surprises. There are probably names that have been left out that you're probably left scratching your head. Really, uh, ultimately, you look at the team, you think, "Sheesh!" Star-studded lineup, of course, as they always are. But um, let's start from the back line, uh, Jono. Now, James Sicily, Callum Wilkie, Tom Stewart, Jack Sinclair. Darcy Moore and Dan Houston, all named in the, well, in inverted commas, starting squad. Uh, any surprises with the back line? I, I sort of raised my eyebrow just slightly with regards to maybe Tom Stewart. And Callum Wilkie's been a good lockdown defender. But, uh, yeah, those were probably the two that I raised my eyebrows about a little bit. Albeit Tom Stewart and Callum Wilkie, they are very good footballers. I think it's more the positioning of Callum yeah. Wilkie at fullback more yep. than anything. But I, for, for me, no qualms of him being in there. He's been right, right in contention from the start of the year. Yep. Started off in an absolute blaze of glory, and just one one of these players that just um, absolute no fuss or leak kicking, get their job done every week. Lockdown players, Tom Stewart. Uh, 
probably had a slightly down year on on his um, regular exploits. But as I, as I was explaining to some people before, someone has to be playing good enough to take it off him. And his yes. best is still very, very good. The most amazing... What a player, Tom Stewart. Recruited into the AFL at 23 years of age and has got five All-Australians by the time he turns 30. <laughs> He's a remarkable, remarkable footballer. So I think they're probably the only two. I think you could probably make the case for well, shifting Nick Dacos to a half-back flank yes. or, a, yes. or a back pocket and moving Dan Houston to a back pocket. But aside from that, I don't really have any real qualms with um, particularly that back line. It's a star-studded field. I'm sure there are um, plenty of Carlton supporters, yourself included, wondering what <laughs> does Jacob Wiedering have to do to get himself a blazer. It's just another year that has been named in the squad and is ultimately misselection. But probably a couple ahead of him this year. Sicily 100% deserves yep. selection after being um, robbed last year. Darcy Moore has been consistent all throughout the year. And Harris Andrews is also another one that could see himself very unlucky to miss out. So in a star-studded field, you have to be the best. And I think I think they've done a pretty good job in nailing that, that yeah. one. I think ultimately it all, I mean, the, the panel, and it, it all is, as much as there would be some sort of criteria that they, they follow to a certain degree, it, it it is slightly subjective to a point, is it not, John? I mean, how, how do you go about selecting a team like this to say, okay, well, what do we go with team balance? Are we going for pure position? Are we going by certain numbers? Because certain teams want their certain defenders to play in a different way, and that might bolster up numbers that might see them become an All-Australian. I mean, what, ultimately, what does all this mean? Well, if it, well, if it wasn't subjective and it was by the and it was by the numbers, Sam Taylor would have been in it. Exactly He's right. Been the best key defender all year, and he didn't even make the squad. Yep. So there's certainly a criteria that they use, um, whether or not it's. Um, whether or not they pull the um, reputation um, pick for some of these players or they've made the squad for X number of years and they finally break through to get that blazer. Yep. Um, who knows the type of metrics that they use, but I, all, all the players that have gone into that back line are all thoroughly deserving. And um, a nod to um, Cal Wilkie as well, who hasn't missed a game since his yes. debut. And... Um, was taken out of the sample as a rookie. So if you want to go finding a diamond in the rough, <laughs> you don't have to go to the top of the draft. Uh, you can find good players anyway. No, you can indeed. You definitely can. Uh, let's move to the middle line of the All-Australian team. Now, uh, this is where the gold really comes uh, to shine. And speaking of gold, Errol Goulden uh, has been named uh, for his first uh, All-Australian jacket. Marcus Bontempelli, Josh Dacos, Tim English, is the starting ruck, Zach Butters and Nick Dacos. I don't think you can really argue too, argue too much with uh, with those six players. Absolutely not. Some absolutely worthy worthy players there. Great to see them actually name a couple of wingers just as well. There were a couple of them standout wingers for them to choose from, but... Uh, absolutely star-studded midfield line. Again, you could have plugged you could have plugged any 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 midfielder in the squad that was in there, but just an absolutely brilliant selection of players. Mm, yeah, I think so as well. I, I don't think there's any qualms with with the midfield group as well. Maybe the only one that I thought may have been stiff, and I understand he's probably not the name in the limelight, but Tom Green from the GWS Giants. If you just go and have a look at not just his numbers, but the way he plays, this he is a genuine freak. 
that bloke. Uh, his contested possession numbers are, are, are off the charts, but I think he could be. I think he's a future All Australian, uh, Tom Green. I think that's probably what uh, you can have him penciled in for. Uh, let's look at the forward line. Uh, Connor Rosie is at a sensational season, genuine match winner. Taylor Walker has been brilliant, winding back the clock for the Crows. Christian Petrarca named across half forward, so he snuck his way into the half forward line. And we have seen him play that role as well, uh, John O, too. So before we get into the rest of the forward line, I don't mind the Christian Petrarca across half forward because we've actually seen him play um, inside 50 and around that role for Melbourne, just given the plight of their injuries uh, in the front half throughout the season. A hundred percent. A lot of people say that oh, they'll just stick midfielders on half-forward lines. Well, as you rightly said there, Paul, and Christian Petrarca's played forward often and it's worked so nicely for Melbourne, particularly with mm-hmm. a lot of their forward issues and trying to find their um, best combinations. The times when Christian's actually played forward, he's been a target for them and actually converted their goals. And it's definitely going to be a tactic that Melbourne will use throughout the final series yeah. because it's worked so well for them nicely is one game for Melbourne when he has gone into the midfield and pushed forward. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably see in a few Mondays time that he'll go close on Brownlow medal night to potentially winning the thing because of that type of role that is played. And particularly now with Clay Oliver back in the team, taking up the extra midfield time being the contested bull that he is allows Christian to be that damaging player forward. So it's worked so far for Melbourne this year. And he'll probably continue working for them in the finals. Yes, no doubt you would think so. Uh, and he does stand out as well as Christian Petrarca. And adding goal scoring to your name uh, definitely helps your cause. Uh, speaking of goal scoring, uh, the two Charlies, Charlie Cameron, Charlie Kerno, both line up next to each other. Toby Green uh, named as the All-Australian captain of the GWS Giants. I don't think there's any arguments with this uh, with this forward line. The last three here, Charlie Kerno, the Coleman medalist, has been incredible all season, probably a career best year when you look back at his numbers. Charlie Cabbage is the freak of a small forward. And well, I mean, we don't really need to say much about Toby Green. He's just been so good for so long. Yeah, these three guys absolutely picked themselves. Um, the two Charlies, absolute locks and Toby Green. I was wrapped for him to be um, named the All-Australian captain. From <laughs> every, everyone talks about the career arc that he comes from, but you, you saw him play on um, Sunday, Paul, oh. and the way he oh. absolutely led his team, as he's done all year, but just willing his team over the line into a final spot and almost into a point where they were, mm. where they were hosting a final is just... You, you watch him play, and he's the type of player that you'd absolutely love to have on your team and I think everyone named in that all Australian team would um look look around them and say, Yep, yeah, this bloke's gonna be leading us out into the field of battle. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be in pretty good hands as well. So I think that's all you can really ask for on a captain and what an inspirational figure he is to his football club and a great choice as um all Australian captain. Bit like Vegemite as well is Toby Green. Uh people either love him or people either hate him. There's no there's no real there's no real in between with him. Uh that's the type of footballer he is. But congratulations to him, captain of the all Australian team. Well done to Toby Green uh this season. We've got John O'Bardook on the line from Fox Sports and uh Fox Footy. Uh now the interchange, uh Jordan Dawson, Nick Larkey, Zach Merritt and Caleb Sarong. Uh, now, they could have gone a few ways here with the interchange uh, bench. Maybe naming another ruck could have been the way that they went. Decided not to go down that path. But uh, Jordan Dawson, I think, is the name that I really looked at here and thought, yep, you, you deserve your spot in the All-Australian team. Uh, he's had a sensational year with the Adelaide Crows. And he was, I mean, he was the, the catalyst for them 
obviously spiking up into, you know, towards the top eight and, and potentially getting into the eight. We know what happened with, with Adelaide, with the review, and we don't have to get stuck into that. But uh, I think well and truly de- deserving of his selection. Yeah, 100%. He's been penciled in my bowling All-Australian team for a while now. Jordan Dawson, a real reason why the Crows spiked. And just on the second ruck that you mentioned, I think it was a real tough year to sort of work out yeah. who this All-Australian ruck was mm-hmm. going to be. Was mm-hmm. it going to be English? Was it going to be Marshall? Was it going to be Max Gorn? And I think, we, we don't know this for sure, but they might have been leaning towards going the two. But I think Nick Larkey just forced himself in by sheer weight and numbers, particularly in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So great to see um, the the young Rude get recognised for his exploits this year. And then Zach Merritt and Caleb Sarong round, rounding up the bench. Zach Merritt's had a phenomenal year, really levelled himself up as um, captain. And Caleb Sarong, um, when you talk about captains, he's certainly put his foot in the ground as a future captain of the Fremantle Dockers. Mm, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, so that's the All-Australian team. Uh, any players stiff outside of that you think that uh, maybe should have got in? I mean, people have said Jacob Wiedering, but you could probably argue that his uh, start to the season, maybe the first 10 to 11 to 12 games were not great, but his back half to the season was, I mean, you'd have to say he's arguably the best key defender in the second half of the season. It, it'd been phenomenal. A um, couple of others to miss out. Isaac Quainor, you could have made an argument for him as well. I thought, and I know they had a horrible end to the season, but gee, Kyle Langford, he's such a good footballer for Essendon. I know might, people might have a bit of a different, um, differing opinion on that, but yeah, I thought he was a little bit stiff to maybe not make the squad. I mean, he's had to deal with, <laughs> he's had to deal with a team around him that just fell, com- completely fell away. Yeah, it's a good call. I love what Kyle Langford did this year. I thought Harris Andrews was a bit stiff. Lockie yep. Neal as well, who's had a really fantastic year for the Brisbane Lions. Um, Jacob Wiedering, you've mentioned. There's so many of them. And I think it's it's great that you have a squad of 44, that there's so many players who have standout <laughs> years that can get recognised. And they're, they're almost recognised with um, a squad selection saying that you're in the best um you're in the best 44 players in the competition. So it's almost, I think we're going to get to a point soon, Paolo, where we have an All-Australian first team. And then by, by virtue of that, we have an All-Australian second team as mm. well, which can be filled out. And I'm sure that people do in their spare time on the back of um, napkins and sticky notes and WhatsApp <laughs> groups with their mates. It's, um, it's, a great, it's a great concept. And it's again, everyone will make the case for their favourite players or their club's players to have made it. I really thought Tom Liberatore should have made it as uh, well. That's probably oof. the one that I'm most passionate about, even yep. though he doesn't play for for my club. I thought he's, uh, I thought he really, really, really put in the body of work to make it. And it's just right. maybe it's the way he plays, or maybe it's um, maybe there's a couple of people on that um, All Australian committee that don't value the grunt work that he does. So yes. it is interesting, but I suppose it's all subjective and criteria as we said before oh yeah so i think the the only if you look through the squad a lot of the players in there that they're your flashy your real flashy type of players outside of maybe callum wilkie everyone's a very very glitz and glam in the lights in the limelight type of player whereas i think someone like tom liberatore who as you said does that grunt work and really gets in and under and does a lot of defensive work at contest uh, may not get the may not get the kudos and headlines he potentially deserves, but I do agree. I do agree agree with you that I think he was 
stiff to to miss out on on uh, on getting a green jacket. But that's the way it is, uh, Jono. Uh, we've got Jono Baruch on the line uh, from Fox Footy and FoxSports.com.au. Uh, now uh, let's get into some of the other awards on the night. Now we know Charlie Kerno has won the Coleman Medal. That was it. That was done and dusted on Sunday night at Marvel Stadium. But um, one event and one award that was announced tonight was the AFL Rising Star, won by uh, young North Melbourne footballer Harry Sheasel, who, let's be serious, his first year of football has been sensational. A consummate professional, a well-spoken young man, a future leader of the North Melbourne Football Club. North Melbourne knew what they were getting getting him when they drafted him, and it's just the cherry on top of what has been a, a seamless start to his AFL career. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, I put out as before. You know what he's done. He's broken the record for most um, possessions for a first year players. Managed to play um, every game in his first year, which is um, pretty rare. Even though he had a bit of a chuckle on 360, saying that it was sort of given the um, old man pro- old man program just to nurse him through the year. But <laughs> to finish full of running and continue collecting the ball at will is just um, really the standout winner in a absolutely stacked field and from a personal point of from a personal um view um Paolo being um being part of the tribe and Jewish and for the community yes, of that, course, Harry, yes. that Harry represents as well. Um you won't you'll be hard pressed to find a find a finer ambassador for the community and mm. well there haven't been many Jewish footballers um playing in the AFL and you know often the stereotypical um too short, too slow, and not good enough. Well, he's gone and um, absolutely shot that to bits. You're talking and, about yourself, Jono. <laughs> uh, probably, but he's, he's gone and inspired. Um, it, it sounds cliche, but he's gone and inspired the next generation of young Jewish footballers, men and women, that you can get there and you can do it. And he's living proof. So a big muscle to Dowry and his family. And, um, we're all incredibly proud of him. Yep, no, it's well done. Uh, he should, uh, he should well and truly, uh, well and truly put that feather in his cap and make sure it shines uh, very, very brightly because he is the rising star for 2023, and he is a well, he's not a future star. He already is, uh, and if his his career continues in this. Uh, in this progression and, and continues to progress the way it is at the moment. Uh, we're, we're set to, to look at one of, uh, well, uh, potentially a, a North Melbourne great, but he's still young. There's still plenty to come for him and plenty to come for North Melbourne. Uh, what else was it? Were there any other awards that were really named on the night? We had the Coaches Association Best Young Player Award that was named uh, to Nick Dacos as well. So outside of that, um, I mean, any anything else that uh, that we've completely missed that's been thrown by the wayside, Jono? Zach Butters took home the um, Players MVP award. Ah, yes. and No, that was Marcus Bontempelli. I'm sorry. Yes. Zach Butters won the Coaches Award. Yep. Um, and the Most Courageous Award um, voted by the players. So nice to see the Port Adelaide Young Gun get mm-hmm. some recognition there. And it's a great night. You get the best players of the competition for the year in a room, as um, Jack, Jack Rewald said on 360 um, a little bit earlier in the coverage and tonight to celebrate and really keep that momentum going as we build into the upcoming final series. Yes. Speaking of which, uh, that's what we'll just quickly touch on before we let you go. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's here <laughs> next week, not even a week away now. Uh, Thursday night, it all starts at the G between the pies and demons. Uh, and then we follow that up on Friday night with the blues and the swans, saints and giants, lions and Port Adelaide. Uh, 
this is one of the more open final series I think we've seen in a long time, I would have to say, just given the way that Collingwood have had a few key players go down. The form hasn't been absolutely ideal heading into the final series. Uh, Carlton comes in with momentum, but a final round loss. Sydney comes in with momentum, but a final round loss as well. St. Kilda's flown under the radar. Jono, they haven't really been spoken about in any competitive terms with regards to a premiership. The Giants have snuck their way in uh, and then Port Adelaide and Brisbane have been the two teams that have been there for five or six seasons, but have just not been able to go to that next step. So I don't know how you see it all playing out. Can we get maybe a couple of tips for you from these first four games? Just if you had to, if I had to twist your arm. Um, I think whoever wins on Thursday night, Yes, will win the flag. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, that that's probably my that's probably my biggest tip. I I do think though that the the premier will be coming from the games on the Thursday Friday side of the draw. So okay, the, right. The, the okay. Collingwood the Collingwood Melbourne game, right, and that Carlton Sydney game. Mm-hmm. So if the loser of that Melbourne Collingwood game should they make it through or probably have to wrap around and go into state. Yes, that's correct. So that's that becomes all of a sudden that semi final becomes almost like you, you can win your way through to a prelim final where anything can happen, but you do have to go on the road. Yeah, exactly. So, so it that Thursday night game is critical, Oof. which is why I'm saying whoever wins game and mm. that game and it's absolutely massive. It's Collingwood who have been on the pace setters all year. Melbourne have put together this unbelievable run of form now to win um, seven of their past nine games as well. And uh, probably with um, Carlton looking the best team running into the final series Mm -hmm. in terms of personnel and getting their players back. They get Bailey Fritch back, who kicks five against Sydney. They will lose Jack Nelson, but they'll get Tom McDonald coming back in and who's in form in the VFL, just kicked five in the in the wildcard game for Casey. So yep. he's looking the good. So she, I, I can't wait for Thursday night getting along to that one in amongst um, what will be very close to 100,000 people there. It's going, to be, <laughs> it's going to be big. And then doubling up on Friday night for the Blues and the Swans in what's going to be a cracking game of footy. The Blues back in September, the Swans... Um, Know how to get it done in September. Do they They've ever. got a lot of finals experience <laughs> running through their entire list. It's going to be it's going to be a great start to the final series, and then St Kilda have their day on Saturday, followed by Brisbane and Port on Saturday night at the Gabba, where I think the home side should, I think the home side should be too strong. Oh, okay, okay. I'm look. I'm going, I'm going Melbourne by a very narrow margin. I'm going Carlton by 20. I think the Giants will account for the Saints and I think Brisbane will do Port Adelaide over. So that that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. Don't hold me to it. it, it they're just some tips. They're just how I look at it from about a week or so out. But uh, Jono, always good to speak to you, sir. And uh, we will reconvene very soon. Great work by you tonight. Uh, always good to hear from you. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen with this All-Australian team. They all get jackets and maybe we'll remember it in 10 years to come. Who knows? 
Who knows, mate? It's a nice gong. It's always nice to be with you as well. Um, yes, thank um, you. It's great. We're on the ride to September and looking forward to chatting with you again. Indeed. Thank you very much. There we go. John O'Baruch uh, on the line. John O'Baruch on the line uh, from foxfooty.com.au and foxsports.com.au. You can find all his handiwork there. We'll take a break on overnights and uh, be back with more of your texts and calls on the other side.